0: The Marketer's Mindset, episode 24 with Brian Burkhardt. Welcome back to The Marketer's Mindset, the podcast where we talk about how to create and sustain a powerful mindset to help you build a successful online business and lead a happy and abundant life. I am super excited about my guest today. My guest is an amazing and inspiring individual who is a best-selling author, a keynote speaker, and a social media entrepreneur. But the most inspiring thing about this guy is what he's done in such a short period of time. I seriously believe this guy's legal middle name is Action. In just spring 2015, he was still working a 9-to-5 job. Feeling stuck and hating his life as an employee, finally refusing to settle for a life of mediocrity, my guest summoned the courage that most people desperately want, and he suddenly quit his day job even before he knew what he was going to do next and decided to pursue his dream of working for himself. Taking some advice from a mentor and actually acting on it, that's the key, guys, and to push himself as a new entrepreneur, my guest decides to do one of the toughest and most challenging things, something that most people wouldn't even attempt to do. He decides to go into door-to-door sales. Let's fast forward to today. Now he owns Cobbs Media, a social media management agency designed to help small businesses and entrepreneurs to stand out on social media. He's been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, Social Media Examiner, The Huffington Post, and was even named one of the top 30 entrepreneurs under the age of 30 by Influensive.com. After being in more debt than he had ever been in his life and taking action to pursue his entrepreneurial dream, my guest had the honor of being just featured on the Dave Ramsey Show for becoming debt-free for the first time in his entire adult life. This man exemplifies the phrase, where there's a will, there's a way. And if these accomplishments weren't enough, he recently ran in a 50-mile marathon just to challenge himself. He also just barely released his first book, which debuted on the Amazon top 100 of all books in the success category. His book is called Fish Out of Water, The Guide to Achieving Breakthrough and Permanently Transforming into the New You. And just two days ago, on Christmas Day, this guy announced that he was selected as one of the expert speakers at the upcoming Epic Mastermind Experience this January in San Diego, California. To make him even more amazing, he is passionate, he's genuine, he's humble, a true giver and a nice guy. And he calls himself just a regular dude. Please welcome Kelvin Wayman. Kelvin, how are you, bud?
1: Brian, man, that was the best intro I've ever heard in my entire life, for real. Thank you hey, so much you for that. you deserve it, bud.
0: That. That, that is all true, man.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Thanks. I appreciate it. Going through and researching you for this podcast here, and it was just, I was looking back in the uh, Facebook I am. it was like l- just 11 days that I reached out to you. I yeah. saw your all-in-one video clip from i think it was uh nick unsworth
1: events yeah right? the life on fire event on yeah. the panel. yep
0: and i watched it and i was like wow it was just i'm serious but i'm not trying to hype this up it was so inspiring you were so genuine and i appreciate that yeah you were just vulnerable you told about your challenges and what you faced and about the fear and i was like
1: it was real
0: yes and it came across that way and i was like I got to connect with this guy. So I reached out and just wanted to tell you how much, you know, it meant to me and that it really moved me. And you responded right away with a, and this is what I like too. Nobody's ever sent me an IM uh, voice message, you know? And I'm like, this guy sets sets himself apart. I mean, that's that's awesome. But you, you reached out and you said, hey, I heard you got a podcast. What can I do to help you? And then right away you sent me a link. We scheduled it. And here we are 11 days later doing this podcast. Yep. I mean totally it, it's it, it's awesome. But but some of the things I found that we have in common here, bud. One, we did door-to-door sales.
1: You did too? Yes, yes, I did. Brother. it. In aluminum that.
0: siding in Phoenix, Arizona.
1: Oh my gosh. That <laughs> so is so funny.
0: It kudos to you, man. It's it's a tough gig, man, going out there knocking on doors and trying to make sales. So I I I relate to that. Um I also worked in a call center. Ah, beautiful. Yes. And I actually had one of the jobs was um, I'm trying to think of his name now. Uh, there was a guy back. You're too young though, so he was back <laughs> like in the 80s, and he was a info marketer. Uh, and he'll yeah. come to me.
1: Is he? A, is I'm he tra- a main a main type of guy? Cause yeah, because being in the little classifieds. Yeah, I, I, if you say the name, I'll probably know it too. Because being in the infomercial type space for five years or six years, whatever it was, I did a little bit of. Uh, digging and research and kind of saw how it had trended so if you say the name i'll probably be like oh yeah totally
0: yeah so. it'll come to me later but i learned a lot about testing that guy would test scripts like crazy oh, yes he would call yes. us in and five wow. of us say okay you guys do this two script you do this and by lunch there was a whole nother script read so i learned a lot in that that call center uh the other thing is we both had the privilege of meeting sean stevenson heck
1: yes Love i met sean. him
0: yeah, I met him through Joe Polish out here at uh Joe Polish had a little event at his uh uh Piranha marketing office out here in uh, Tempe. Love that. Yeah, it was so cool. Uh the other thing was uh you said the last year in your college uh you had never read a book, maybe one or two. Yeah. A year.
1: Yeah. Like especially especially personal growth and development books. I read my first book, Rich Dad Poor Dad in my last year in college. I've that been, is yeah, so crazy. cool.
0: Because I was like me, I never I, – I would go through and I would skim and do like quick book reports just by skipping chapters. So I never uh-huh. – but now I got tons of books. Even I got some out in the garage because I have so many of them. So I just love doing the personal development. So it was interesting going through and seeing that we had some of the, the same ideas here and some of the same background. So
1: That is super cool. Yeah, you never know. That's so interesting. And so here we are 11 days into this. Like we, we, we barely met, but we have so much – in common and a connection. That's just totally awesome. I love that.
0: Yes, definitely. Alright, bud. Well, let's just start out here. And for people that don't know you, can you kind of give a background, um, you know, start out briefly with growing up and kind of where you are today and that, kind of that journey you took?
1: Well, something, again, I think it's so important to know early on. You touched on a little bit, um, in the bio, but I just think it's important to know right off the bat. After hearing all that crazy stuff that seems like it's happened in just the last 20 months or so, I literally am a regular human being. And I think that's important to know because when I was getting started, and by getting started, I mean as an employee looking at people that I admired, people that were living the life that I wanted to live. I I admired them, but there was this space between them. And myself, like I think I would put them on a pedestal, and or this put, put him on like this guru on a mountaintop, and was like I don't I didn't know if I really believed that I could become that. And what I've learned in the last twenty months as I jumped into quitting my day job and stuff like that is these gurus or these people that I looked up to are human beings, and and I would see them mess up or see them uh, have anxiety. Or see them like have self doubt. These, and these are my idols. And in a, call it a weird twisted way, but that gave me confidence because I was like, holy cow, they're just like me. And so that's the thing I just want to set the tone of whatever we talk about is 20 months ago, I was literally still an employee at the job I wasn't very excited about. And That should be super exciting for anyone because that, I'm just a regular person. And if, and if this regular person can start taking steps after the dream and and stuff comes through it, then you can too. There is none of that separation. We're equal. So that kind of sets the tone with that. And yeah, just tell my short story. I mean, like I mentioned about 20 months ago, I just took the plunge and said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit. I ended up going to do door to door sales to challenge myself. And then I ended up, uh, Starting my own business on the side while I was doing door to door and then just this year, uh, wrote my first book and got out of the door to door after about a year and a half and just now working on my own business, getting into speaking, um, and giving value through the power of the internet. That's what I'm doing now.
0: That's awesome. And, and I want people to really take away from what you said there. That's something that is so powerful is, you've gone out and you've met these people and you said hey these people are just like me they're ordinary yes. they're they're doing extraordinary things but they're nothing sp- i don't know if you want to say you know you there's nothing barely, super uh, special
1: i love the word that you just said because you said they do extraordinary things and this might sound corny but it's so true the the thing that makes you extraordinary i found what makes them extraordinary is they just do extra of the ordinary and that's yes. what makes them extraordinary right And that's what it's about, sticking to something, do extra of the ordinary. They're ordinary people, like, I'm not tearing them down, I'm not even being self-deprecating, but I'm an ordinary person. And I think it's important to know that because if somebody wants to go after something, they need to know that there's no difference and they can literally do it. Like, that's just a fact. I'm not, I'm not being positive thinking, I'm not like jumping, I'm not being like this idealist, that's just the, the, the truth.
0: No, it is so true, and that's what I want the audience to take away, that that point is so powerful. And, and sometimes people skip over it and say, yeah, he's an ordinary guy and stuff like that. But you really got to believe that because otherwise yes. you're going to hold yourself back and you're not going to take action. But when you can see oh. someone say, you know what? I'm like Calvin, just, just kind of like what we touched on, a few of the commonalities that we have in our background. We've yeah. gone through some of the same experiences here, and you're putting yourself out there. And now in 20 months, you've created – some fantastic results for yourself, but you're so humble and just say, Hey, I'm just a guy that, that's putting myself out there and finally just doing it instead of talking about it like I have in the past. Cause that's what I've done. Absolutely. You know?
1: Yeah, I was and the idea the- guy. That's what people knew me for 20 months <laughs> yes. ago and previous. Like, I was the idea guy. Um, and interesting. It was just super interesting. It was like a year and a half ago. New, my new friend started calling me an action, the action taker. And I was like, Holy shit, that's weird. I would have never been thought I would be called that, but yeah, it's just made that switch and yeah, it's, it's been different and it's been, it's been cool. It's been crazy. It's been scary, um, but I wouldn't change it for anything.
0: That's awesome. bud. now, how important do you think uh, your mindset has been to your success?
1: Oh my gosh. All of it <laughs> It has to be like, if not all, it has to be really, really, really close.
0: Yeah, and that's what one of my beliefs is. It's ninety to ninety-five percent. I think, you know, the the other stuff is the the stuff you can learn. um, You know, the steps that you need to take or whatever. But the mindset—if you don't have that—you're not going to be taking action on that.
1: Totally. So,
0: now growing up, Calvin, who would you say would was uh, most influential in your life?
1: Man, growing up, it would have to be my dad. Um, He was a hard worker. He was an employee most of his life. Um, so didn't have a ton of entrepreneurial influence, but later on in life, he actually ended up getting laid off from his safe, secure job, and he ended up starting his own company. So that was cool. Um, oh, that's neat. Okay. But, but yeah, like later on, like late teens and stuff, I guess the people that really inspired me were people like Steve Jobs, um, and just, Elon Musk, people that were that I were just not, was just noticing making a difference, and then of course a little bit later on, probably in my early twenties, Gary Vaynerchuk.
0: Yes, Gary, man, I love that guy. I love listening to his stuff. One hundred percent. Talk about someone who's just genuine and raw and just tells it like it is.
1: Yeah, Gary gets it, and he's probably had the most influence on my decision making and my behavior in my whole life, not just on my online life, but my whole life of any entrepreneur and any mentor that I've looked up to since I've jumped in.
0: Great. And you've had the privilege to meet him in person, correct?
1: Yeah, a couple times. And if you like him on his videos and if you like him online, then you'll love him even more in person because what you see is what you freaking get. Like there is no gloss, no acting. Like he's just totally real genuine down to the very last F word F-bomb from stage. He's real.
0: <laughs> exactly. He likes to throw those around. Yeah. Now, developing the mindset that you have, I know you said it's so important to your success and stuff. What was it? that Did you learn or develop this mainly through um, books, seminars, mentors? How did you start to yes. develop this mindset to take action and, and put yourself out there and really start going for it?
1: So a couple of things. The first thing I think that helped me the most – It kind of sounds counterintuitive because people think they have their goals and they need to get the mindset totally right before they can start taking action. But where I've had the best results on my mindset is when I've scared the crap out of myself and took the action first. And that started to develop some things. And there's some there's something interesting that I think is important to know about mindset. Mindset doesn't always isn't always solid and positive. Right? What how I think of mindset is it's strong enough to get you to take action even when you're afraid. Mindset doesn't mean you're gonna have total confidence. Mindset doesn't mean you're gonna um have one hundred percent confidence, but it mean it doesn't mean you're gonna be fearless, but it's gonna give you courage. Right? That's what mindset is to me. So I'm going to take this action I've never done. I'm going to do this thing that feels scary and I don't know what's going to happen. But I put myself in that position to do it anyway. Now, the one caveat to how this all developed that isn't really taking action but really helped is we've mentioned earlier that I read my first book really my last year in college just six, seven years ago. And the what happened then is I had a mentor – that I that I was talking to one day, who was a college professor. Um, he was an adjunct professor, he was an actual business owner, not just somebody that taught it. And I said, "What is something that I can do? What's the one thing that will have the biggest change over everything? over my mindset, over the actions I take, and most importantly at that time, over my ability to to sell because I just got into sales, or to communicate. With other people, because if I want to be a business owner, if I want to make impact, I need to be able to communicate. What's one thing I could do? And that professor said, read a book a week. And I was like, what? A a a book a what? A book a month? He's like, read a book a week. And I was like, holy cow! I I hadn't ever read more than two or three books in a year, let alone a (laughs) book a week. And and. And as I was complaining, he then he then interjected and said, well, to be honest, a book a day would be better. Oh, wow. But if a book a day doesn't um, sound too crazy, then a book a week would be good. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give that a shot. And he said, I'll even give you, give you a head start. I'll give you my top favorite 15 books. Uh oh, that's my, great. my personal book list of what I would have you read. And I was like, I would love that. So this guy went out of his way. Um, And he gave me his book list, about 15, maybe 20 books of the very best books. And that got me started. I didn't know where to start. And that's what really got me into the personal growth and development books is having that list. And then once you see one, one book will recommend another book. Or because you understand a book, you'll get in a conversation with somebody. You'll talk about this book, and they'll say, hey, if you like that book, you've got to check this one out. And so that first year, I didn't – do one a week, but I went through about 20 books that first year. Yeah. But then the second year I did 55 and then the third year, 55 and then the sixth year 55. And I've done that for the most part with the actual other caveat of this year has been all about action. So it hasn't been as much. So the books started to, to really frame my mind of what was possible. And then what really got me to to fr- um, prime my mind I guess to take the leap from quitting my day job wasn 't a book it wasn't it wasn 't positive thinking and a lot of uh, in a lot of ways, I would feel like that my mind was unstable, but I think it 's important to know this because so many people I think when you 're getting started, you think has to feel totally. The, totally perfect. So it has the right time. So you feel confident, but it was actually a bigger fear than the other fears I had, like of what if I fail or what if I don't have enough money for my wife and my one-year-old son and things like that. And we end up living on the street. So my mind was not very positive then when I was con- contemplating quitting and what made it more solid to actually quit was ironically a bigger fear. I had projected my like I mentioned on that interview that you saw, I projected myself 10 years into the future, and I asked myself, "What if I wake up 10 years in the future and nothing has changed?" And I had this little dialogue with my 10-year-old self, and he basically said, "In 10 years, you're, as you and I get older, we're going to have more responsibility, not less." Your one year old's probably going to be – your one-year-old will now be 11. You'll probably have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a newborn. It will be harder to make changes, not easier. So if you're ever going to make a change, do it now. And then couple that with this is the, the big fear that really got me. I projected myself 10 years in the future, and I thought, what if I wake up 10 years in the future and this fire I have to want to have freedom – to create something bigger in, in life, to make it an imprint on the world, what if this fire I have inside of me to make a difference died? What if it died because I didn't act on it? And I think that's an important question for anybody listening to this to ask themselves, their self. That's what gave me the resilience, I guess, in my mind to – even though I was afraid, again, wasn't totally confident, even though I had the fear – Asking that question is what gave me the mindset strong enough to say, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I can. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm cutting the cord on this corporate job, and I quit. So I hope that gives kind of a a process. I wanted to kind of really give the detail of, of where I was at and what made me just jump in and develop the mindset to say, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go after it
0: no i I love it calvin i mean it, it's what you said was so important, and it 's funny because i I did an interview uh last episode with uh, a friend of mine who's a realtor here in the valley oh. yeah, and he he talked about his journey going you know four years ago how he um, started out with it was him, and he'd been doing real estate for a few years, uh-huh. him and a couple of people assisting you know someone making some calls and helping with closing and so forth. And then he had a mentor. He put up his vision board and stuff, and he wrote down a goal. I'm going to make $100,000. Never made it in his life before. Didn't even yeah. finish high school. And he said, you know what? The next year, I only made 70000 mm-hmm. And he said, but I kept that goal there. And he said, and then in the next four years, I made over a million dollars. And he that. said, <laughs> one of the things that you just said, bud, is that he – looked at the fear of not being able to provide for his family, to to live paycheck to paycheck. And I hope, I pray and hope that people listening to this, I mean, these are the nuggets that I like to emphasize when I hear them because it's so important. It's so easy to gloss over and go to the next question for you. But Calvin, what you said was so important about being real, about not having that perfect mindset of ready, you know, everything's prepared. I'm a hundred percent confidence. Now I'm taking action. No, you're right. taking it in spite of it, but you, so many people have fear, hold them back. You yes. took fear as a power to yes. push you towards your goals and not hold you back. I think that totally. is, that is so powerful. And people need to realize that you're, It's everybody's a
1: hack, right? Like it's almost like – it feels like cheating. So I didn't get rid of my fear. People might talk about that. How do you get rid of fear? How do you avoid fear? You're going to freaking have fear. Let me tell you right now, 20 months into this with all this stuff, I still have it big time. And that is so important to know so that when you step into it and you feel fearful, what would be worse than you having the fear would be thinking, oh my gosh, I must be doing something wrong. Or I must not be ready, or I got. I'm going to turn around because these other people I look to don't look like they have fear. No, that's normal. You're going to have it, but take the action anyway. That's really where you're going to win. Yes,
0: yes, and and that's so powerful. So people, you need to listen to this. When we're done with this podcast, you need to replay this over and and. Take the first nugget that we talked about at the beginning about being a regular person and and Calvin taking action that he's no different than you. And I'm sure there's going to be more nuggets in this episode, but definitely listen to what he just said about fear and use fear as a motivator. Don't let it hold you back because we're all going to fear fear. People that are successful when they're doing something different are still going to face fear. They're not out there fearless. They're just pushing through their fear and going towards their goals and looking at what they want down the line and not. That, that regret out there of not doing it is, is more powerful and worrisome than the little fear you're going to take, you know, Absolutely. to put yourself out there. So I think that's so powerful. Now, kind of what you touched on there too, Calvin is, um, and I always laugh about this. I talk with one of my buddies. We, we constantly talk about mindset and different things. And, and one of the things is, you know, sometimes you wake up and you're powerful. You're like, man, yes. you're on fire. You're ready to take the world on. Um, for you, you know, you you wrote the book, and you know, maybe mm-hmm. you got a you got the speaking engagements. You're feeling good. You go to bed. You wake up the next day, and then sometimes you're like, it's gone. yeah, and it's like, what's different? I'm the same person that I went to bed totally. with. I didn't totally grow any bit more or lose anything overnight. But my, how do you how do you deal with that? What I like to call the monkey brain that will throw up that negative chatter and. Negative self-talk. How do you deal with that? Overcome with it, and put yourself into action. Other than you know having that beer, big fear picture that you look at. What what other maybe hacks or techniques do you use?
1: Practice. Um, I'll be totally vulnerable and transparent here. I just barely went through that um, this month. I just really? came off of my first live event. Um, did my first ever live event in my entire life. It was a big goal, and. You would think that coming off of it, I would be so high, like on such a high, and the event was awesome. Um, the guests that were there were great, the audience was awesome. I had a ton of fun. it was a lot not scary, it was way less intimidating than I thought um, i I had done a two day event i was I did the talking the entire time with the exception of the m c Michael O'Neill I had there um and it wasn't nearly as scary. So you would think that I would come off and be like, I am just ready to just keep be hanging on fire. I just did one of the biggest goals ever. But interestingly enough, I woke up two or three days after it and totally unmotivated and like, man, like how do I, how do I get up? I don't feel like doing anything. It's the holidays. It's, um, you start attacking yourself, well, it could have been better. I could have done this better. I could have increased conversions on sales if I did this. Uh, man, i I lose a client or somebody uh, doesn't buy and I'm like, man, maybe am I losing things like, what do I need to do to work harder? So I get that that part. And again, the only thing I can think of is when you are high, when you when you do have the action, first of all, take advantage of it because you're gonna have the roller coaster and when you feel yourself going up, attack it take advantage and get the momentum moving right. when you're down again the thing the quote that i like to say that uh, one of my friends also says is my goals affect my actions not my feelings mm. my goals affect my actions not my feelings i like so that and again it's not going to look pretty at first, but you have to just act because you said it, because you declared it. Something that I declared two years ago is I said I'm going to exercise every single day. And this is coming from a guy who uh, – I used to be 20, 30 pounds overweight from what I am now, and I would set a Year's resolution, do it for two weeks, and fall off. But I developed the practice after trying it a few times that I have, with Sunday as my day off, I have exercised every single day for two years. That's whether, fantastic. whether I feel like it or not, you know, some days I don't feel like it. Right. And, you know, and, but here's the thing, by the way, you know how, since I'm using exercise here, where do you build muscle? You build muscle when you get to your limit. And you and you push through it, right? Right.
0: Like they say, it's not the, the last 10th rep. It's the 11th, 12th rep yes. where you build that muscle. Yes.
1: So change your perspective when you have a low because this is crazy. You know how – like when you're high, go after it. But when you feel low, holy shit. If you can get yourself to act, to do something when you don't feel like it, just imagine how that's going to affect the next 10 days. Like I learned this when I was working out, especially when I was getting to day 39 or 40 and stuff like that. I'm like, man, I've been doing it for so long, and I get a day where I didn't feel like it. I'm like, I feel so bad. I'm sick today. I don't feel like exercising. But man, if I can get myself to do it today anyway on my low day, imagine how much easier it's going to be later. And that one day is not just one day. Because I pushed through that one day, it positively affected the next 60. And if I would have not persevered, it would have taken – put me a step back. But because I persevered that one day, it was like a domino that pushed over so many other dominoes. So that's how I that's how I think about it now is, is just doing it anyway. And there's a few little things I've done that have developed that. Certainly, the door-to-door did it because I'll yes. be totally honest and transparent there. I did not love door-to-door. I did Who not does? do it because I was passionate with it. Right. You'd i would be hated. crazy to love that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't love it, but I did it every single day whether I loved it or not. After somebody slammed the door in my face, I went to the other door anyway. So that trained myself that if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So the monkey brain goes quiet. Something that I just did yesterday – if you follow me on Snapchat, I, I did a snap about it actually. Um, but something I do as the first shower of every m- – at the beginning of every week. By the way, I love hot showers. Shower are my favorite things. I get relaxed. Like I love showering. But at the beginning of the week, the first shower that I do, no matter what, is an ice-cold shower. Really? And I hate it. I hate it, especially right now. It's snowing outside. It was 19 degrees, and yesterday I still got in an ice-cold shower. Here's why. I want to always remember and never forget that the best growth happens in that little bit of uncomfort. If you can tell yourself that I'm going to do this whether I feel like it or not, then it will change everything. You'll have more days where you do feel like it. Right? Right. You know it's the right thing to do, but you don't feel like it. Like people talk about doing what you love and doing it that feels right. That's true, but you need to keep that in context of long-term, like long-term perspective. It never means short-term. You don't ever – like it's never the right decision to only eat cake because you feel like eating cake. right? You would die. So in the long-term, what feels right is being healthy. So that means in your small moments, when you feel like not working out, you say, well, I really want to have a better body, so I'm going to work out anyway whether I feel like it. So there's another quote. I can't remember where I got it, but the mindset that you have to have there is you're sacrificing with what you want with what you want most. Right. Right? So I want the cake, but I want a body better. I want a healthier body instead. Yes, I want to not get rejected. On my door to door, but I want freedom more. Yes, I don't want to do that other cold call, but I want to develop the skill to be able to push through any walls more, right? So that's kind of the the mindset that's helped me. I guess develop to 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 take the action even when you don't feel like it, because you'll have them.
0: Oh, definitely. And some of the things that you touched on there is one. Even if you're doing what you love. There's parts of it that you don't love, you know, right. especially if you're wearing all the hats and you're starting out and you're, yep. you know, you've got to do all the things. You've got to do the, the social media. You've got to do all your marketing. You have to yep. edit your podcast. You have to get the guest. You have to, you know, there's going to be parts that you don't like, but yep. using that and pushing towards looking for that long-term goal. Like you said, that's what's going to keep you driving. That's what the, where you get that pull. I always like to say, you're getting pulled towards your goals now. Not, yes. not using that stick. You got that carrot out there. That hey, this is where I want to get. I'm looking long term. This is a marathon. This is yes. not a sprint. Yes. And to get there, if I keep looking for that, I'm going to be drawn to that. Yes. And another thing, a couple other things that that I got out of this, Calvin, that I, I really love is you talked about things. You didn't say the word, but everything you were saying is was talking about making a decision. I could eat yes. that cake every day, but doing that decision is not going to get me to being a healthy individual. So yes. instead of deciding to eat that cake, I'm going to go ahead and do this other decision that's going to be more productive and better for me. And yes. people need to realize that when it comes down to it, you do have a decision. You you, yes. you need to stop running off autopilot yes. and start saying, you know what? take a step back, take a deep breath, and say, hey, I can go this way or I can go that way. What is my goal? What am I trying to achieve? And what's going to get me there? Going yes. this direction is not. So I decide not to do that. I'm going to go ahead and go this way. And then the other thing that I got out that's of it so that was a lot of – I'm sorry.
1: I was just going to say, it's it's huge. I mean, I think that's what we're going to – that we come down to is is – I w- probably would have hated hearing this two years ago, but – Success is actually quite simple. It's not that we don't know what the steps are, right. but we just don't decide to because we know – I know – like I'm not where I need to be fitness-wise because I've let myself go over the holidays. And it's because I've decided to have one or two many alcoholic beverages or I've decided to have <laughs> too many too many carbs and stuff like that, right? Um, and that was a decision I made. Like we we know – how to be healthy, eat good food, and move your body. Right. But it's deciding to do that. And I think that's like a big portion of it. And that's why mindset's so important to make yourself decide it and do it anyway.
0: Yes. And I also love too what you talked about is you were talking about consistent action. You're not talking yes. about, oh, you know what I did? I decided I'm going to exercise. And you did a 10 days of exercise. And then the next two months, you didn't do anything. No, every right. day you did it, exception with yes. your Sunday that you take off. And that's huge. It's the consistent yes. actions. And and one thing that I kind of found out, and, and tell me if you've experienced this or you kind of have the same belief, but whenever someone wants to start something, I love to, I, I read a book called, um, I think it was Small Habits. And I don't know if there's an extra to yes. the title. I'll link it up in the show notes, but. It was very powerful. And it, he talked about just setting a small habit. Like, for example, if you want to yes. exercise, I'm going to do – and put it to the ridiculous. I'm going to do two push-ups a day every day Dude, whether I'm sick. I am whether,
1: so glad you touched on this because – Is that powerful or what? It's like I want to make this so stupid easy. Um, and like, Like when I started working out, again, like that sounds crazy, two hours working out. Let me tell you what my actual goal was. When I started because, again, you need to realize that willpower is very uh, – it's a limited resource. You can only go so far. So you do not want to say I'm going to do something insane like I'm going to go to – I-, I love CrossFit and that's going to tell – but if you haven't been to CrossFit, do not set a goal right now that you're going to go to CrossFit for the next six months every day. Right. Don't do that. This is what my goal literally was. First of all – I had um, an in-home DVD workout program, okay? Okay. So something that I could do without having to travel. So taking away – because that's the key. That's what I learned is consistency is it. Like if you can consistently work out, then – you can talk about increasing the reps. You can talk about doing it better. You can talk about getting stronger. But if you don't have the consistency, all of that doesn't matter. It's almost like you can't increase your your, your basketball shot percentage if you don't take the shot. you got to get consistent in shooting, and then you can talk about increasing it, right? So this was my goal that I tracked. I had to push play. Did you hear that?
0: Yes. I I had to
1: push play and I mean that. I had to push play on the DVD and I had to be there for the 30 minutes to an hour, whatever the workout was. I did not have to work out hard. I did not have to sweat. I had to push freaking play. I could push play if I was watching a movie. I sit in front of a movie all the time. Now, I just knew that that was my first little domino. I did not sit throughout the whole thing and just watch it. But I knew that that was it, that that was the one little thing that it was so simple. And if I pushed play, I got to put a big red X on that calendar day because that's what my goal was, was to work out every single day. Whether it was doing two push-ups or 200, whatever it was, I had to just do it. And I'll be honest, some days sucked Right. because I, I was still working my day job and I would get home at like 8 o'clock at night. And I was doing a workout program and I didn't push play till by the way, till after midnight. And really? again, I still considered that yeah, I still considered that the same day. It was the day I was up. And I still had to go push play. We had pushed I know many people listening to this have binge watched stuff after midnight and they've been able to push play on the next Netflix. And so literally, it I because it was so simple. Now if I would have thought I'm gonna go work out for two hours at CrossFit after midnight There's no way I could have got my mindset right to do it. But I was there like, you know what? I just got to push play. That's all I got to do. And I pushed play after midnight and stood there and was there during the workout for 30 minutes to an hour. But let me tell you what that did. Not only did it keep the momentum going, but the next day and the day after that, when it was like 8 a.m. and I was going to push play, it made those workouts so much easier. But you can keep it that small. The consistency matters more than anything. One push up is better than zero. So right. if you can just push, play, and do something super simple like that, break it down to that thing and get it consistent, then you can talk about increasing, measuring it, and improving it. So totally love that you brought that up. Two push ups better than anything than zero. Do something super simple. Push play.
0: I love it, and and that's so true. It's and, and I'm sure some of the times when you didn't feel like working out. As soon as you push play and maybe five minutes into it, you may have got into it and, and maybe it ended up being a fantastic workout, way but it more didn't start that way, it. but you right. took that initial simple step of pushing play.
1: Yep. I call it the simple trigger. What's the trigger? Speaking of little habits, I, by the way, I actually got this from another habit book called the power of habit. That's oh, what helped I love me it. develop but, this.
0: Yes, yes. Is, I it. What's
1: the, what's the simple trigger that gets it going? And you're right. I I made it easy on myself, so I did not need to have a lot of willpower or even mental willpower thinking that I had to go kick ass. I just had to do that one simple thing. And yeah, some workouts weren't perfect, but they were a lot better than nothing. But there were many times where I didn't feel like it, and I didn't think I was going to work out hard, but I started moving my body. And in minute two or three, I'm like, you know what? Let's just freaking crush this, and then ended up being a sweaty – like. Just total sweat bag at the end.
0: Yep, and it's a consistent thing that you keep doing. It's getting you those results. Yes. So that's that's, that's awesome. Now, besides, um, you know, working out and stuff, Calvin. What do you have? Any other must dos that you must do every day? Yes. That yes. you like won't compromise. What's that?
1: Yes. Um, and again, I'm not perfect, but I try to keep them as consistent as possible almost every day. Like, if there is one thing that like what we have just talked about, if there's one thing that has been like my my key factor, it's developing this consistency, this idea of it. Because one thing that I've done pretty consistent is I've journaled in my journal every single day since I was about 17 years old.
0: Oh, so for cool. the last
1: 12 years. Now, it's funny. I, I haven't talked about this, and it's probably because I haven't talked about it right after the, the trigger thing. But I just realized I did the same thing without realizing it when it came to my journal. I wanted to do something simple. I hated writing with my hand, and I wanted it to be able to be something that could be done super quickly if I wanted to write a lot and also something that would be easily tracked. So my journal has not been written by hand. It's been by my laptop. And it doesn't have to be a, a big journal entry. It just has to be something. So at the end of every day, I journal something. Some days I have three pages. Other days I have three words. Right, right, and so I've done that, and and then and I try to keep that pretty consistent. Another thing I did that I there that I picked up during my door to door stuff about a year and a half ago came out of necessity, and that is meditation.
0: Yes, so, I've heard so many people talk about the power of meditation.
1: Yes, and I had to do it. Like I, some people just get into it because they want to try it out. Like when I quit my day job. It felt great the day I did because I was like, this feels right. I'm on the right path. But the next day, you talk about a low, everything was like, holy shit. Now what am I going to (laughs) do? Reality. (laughs) Yes. And then I ended up moving a couple states over into a completely – like away from my family, everything I knew, just my wife and my one-year-old with me to do door-to-door. That was scary. And then going from being a manager at a call center, dealing with people every single day – Having agents and people that actually like you, like every single day seeing you, to then being in a in a neighborhood and you hear this. Nothing. <laughs> Dead silence. And the yes. only people that see you are people that don't necessarily want to see you. Um, and so there was a lot of battling going on in my mind. Anxiety, depression, holy shit, can I do this? And thoughts like that. So I went to meditation as a way to… To get clear on my mindset and to, and to get, and to get solid there. And I'll be honest with the meditation as well. Like when I first got into it, I hated it. It made it worse because, and looking at it now is like, well, why did it make it worse? It made it worse because so I was used to when I ever got feelings I didn't like, I would want to push them away or ignore them. But meditation made me sit down, notice where I was feeling doing guided meditations and then put attention there and it actually bubbled it up. So it actually amplified it and made the anxiety or depression worse at first. But because I was consistent and I decided to do it every single day no matter what and go through the program, what I learned was you have to focus on the energy or the feeling, whether it's good or bad, and then let it process and let it pass. Right. So now feeling sad or depressed that could have lasted for. Three weeks now can last three days or three hours or three minutes um, through the power of meditation. So that's another thing that I think is something that I do every single day or really close to it. I just came off of a uh, 90-day, 30-minute challenge where I've meditated every single day for 90 days in a row. 30 minutes for 90 days in a row. Um, And now I'm going to probably go down to like 10 minutes a day. That's what I've done. Historically, just to keep it super simple. Right. But yeah, um, that's been, that's been huge with my daily mindset and a must do.
0: And I love that because I think one of the things that you talk about that's so powerful is, you know, it, it's so easy for us to, to say we're going to do this or we're going to do that, but you take it as kind of like you're, you're telling them either a mentor or a friend, you take that commitment seriously that, yes. you know what, I'm going to do this. And it's, it's kept you consistent in, in to deal with the fear, like you said, that comes in when you gotta face those feelings and now you gotta sit there alone, have those feelings bubble up and you gotta deal with them there. There's no pushing away or hiding them because then that's, you're not doing the meditation. And right. I gotta commend you on, I mean, y- you just decide, bud, and you take action and, you know, you push through the uncomfortable times. Um. Yes the things that are fearful and, and you just keep going. I mean, I hope people just listen to what you're saying because this is stuff that can be done. And one of the things you mentioned, and I love to talk about too, is making things simple. I don't want yes. to have 67 or a thousand and one ways to do something. Give me five simple steps that are powerful that if I follow those on a consistent basis, I'm going to see results in my life. Right. Now, because it's simple does not mean it's easy to do. Right. And we've talked about that. You've mentioned it definitely. But when you keep it simple and you don't have a thousand and one things to think about, you've got these five simple steps. You make a decision and you push through that uncomfortableness. You're going to get results.
1: Yes. And I think something that helps with that is there's there was a, a mindset hack that, that actually was given to me. It was such a gift last year. Um. By my coach, Nick Unsworth, whose event I was now on stage. And I talked about it right at the – it was a quote that I said right at the very end of that interview. And it's what keeps it simple for me, and it's this. Done is better than perfect.
0: Yes, I've heard you say that.
1: Done is better than perfect. Um, It keeps things so simple like this is what you're going to do. But in our own mind, we think we have to do it. Just write and complicate it and make all of these other steps so that it's done right. No, simple is better. Focus on completion. If you focus on completion rather than perfection, you'll keep on progressing rather than freezing. So just keep it simple. Done is better than perfect.
0: Yes, I agree with you. and, and I've been guilty of that. I get in that perfectionist mode. I want it to be great because yep. I want to give value. I want to do something yes. right.
1: But yeah, we're our own worst critic. We want it to be just right. Right, but
0: okay. if you try your best and you put something out there, it's going to be better than just not doing it. You know, yep. you can get the feedback and change it and correct it, or or add to it later. Um, I heard a story about that. Someone was talking uh, to somebody who was uh, like a CEO of a big electronics company, and they were talking about you know what makes you successful. And he says, "Well, what makes us successful is that when Company A is on version one of their product, we're on version twelve. Because <laughs> we put it out there, yeah. and we keep getting feedback from the market, yep. we change it, we adapt it, we improve it. They're Adjust. working on on version one to get it perfect to send it out there. And if you're not asking or getting that feedback, you're putting out what you think is perfect or what you think they need, which right. may not be right, you know. But you're spending all that time doing it. So I love how you are just doing it, putting it out there. And you're just resonating with people because you're just so genuine, so real, and I love how you share and, and open up and and share your vulnerability. I mean it, it's so powerful now. I mean Well
1: to be fair too is it looks like it's being bold, but to me it's just being it's a hack. Yes, you want to learn something, but what I've learned by taking action is you literally learn faster by doing it. And than, than waiting on the safe side. like, you be, And it's because of one simple concept. Like, If you want to learn how to play basketball, you could be on the sideline and and study all the rules, and it's not going to help you learn how to take a shot. right? Or here, here's, a, here's a better example that I think people resonate with. It's Christmas time. Something that I do a lot during around this time is spend time with friends and family, and we play board games. Okay, nice. I don't know I if that. anybody's – Awesome. So I don't know if you've ever played Monopoly or these other board games that have a lot of rules, but have you ever sat down to play a new board game that you've never played before and have somebody try to explain the rules to you for the first time? Yes. Right. It's so confusing sometimes, <laughs> especially like if I you're agree. trying to learn how to play Monopoly, like what's the – what what do people say once like after like after you read the rules like wh- what do you say Let's just let's just play, play
0: it. A practice practice round here so you yes. see what it's like
1: <laughs> Yes, and how much better does it feel after you've played around
0: You Oh yeah You You, you, you totally look, understand what the person is saying now It makes exactly,
1: sense Exactly Exactly You're in it You learn way faster when you're playing it And here's why. There's this simple thing that you it's just impossible to have when you're not in the game. And that is context. We learn by context. Like why what's going on? Why why what's happening? We learn by like you mentioned feedback. Like the context of this is what a customer wants to said and adjusting. And now the rules make sense because of context. The only way that you can possibly gain context in life is by playing life, by being in the game, by taking the shot. If somebody tried to explain to you how to shoot, flick your wrist differently, and you have never shot a basketball, you're not gonna get it. If somebody's trying to explain a certain scenario in Monopoly and the type of action you should take if that scenario ever happens, you're not gonna get it unless you're like faced with it. And once you're there, then you can adjust, then you can strategize, then you can take the next step. So, that's something that I think is so huge. It's not just being brave. It's not just being like, uh, I'm going to just do this anyway. I'm just trying to be bold. You literally – it ends up being easier in the end because you're learning way faster. You can be on step 12 while everybody else is on step one.
0: Definitely. No, that's, that's super powerful right there. Definitely. All right, Kevin. Listen, I want to be respectful of your time here, so – Let's start closing yeah, we've up. Been, we've,
1: um, gotten, we've gotten fired up on this. I like it.
0: Oh, I could talk to you all day on this. I love it, bud. This has been great. I'm going to definitely, um, you know, offer you to come back sometime later. I'd love to to chat more on this if you, you get a chance.
1: Absolutely. Would love it.
0: Um, what's the best way for us to connect with you, whether social media, emails, whatever?
1: You know what? You just reminded me. I actually have a, a gift for your audience, if I may.
0: Yes, Definitely.
1: Cool. So the best way to get a hold of me, so my main business you mentioned is Cobbs Media. It's social media management. So what we do is we help growing entrepreneurs and small businesses stand out on social media past 97% of everybody else. So you actually mentioned like the voice memo and stuff like that and how it just made me stand out. Like that's, that's a simple thing that I, teach all of my clients so that's what we do is we help people stand out because if you you can't help people if you're not standing out something that grant cardone says i call grant cardone my uncle g (laughs) is people's businesses aren't growing um it's not that you have a bad business model and it's usually not that you're a bad person it's because of one thing obscurity meaning there's not enough people that know who you are that's the problem So what we're passionate about is helping people stand out so they can become known. So what I'm doing is I'm giving away something that we call a social media makeover. This is totally free. It's a $300 value. Um, You can get it by going to socialmediamakeover.org. And what's cool about this is this is not just a PDF. This is not just a page. This is going to be an actual live phone call with myself personally or somebody on my team. We're going to help you stand out better on social media um, so that you can just take whatever you're trying to do, your brand or your business, and take it to the next level. So again, I'm huge on connection. That's why we do it as a call and not a PDF. So um, you can get that, set it up by going to socialmediamakeover.org, and we'd love to see what we can do to help you stand out. And besides that, you can stay connected with me by going to calvinwayman.com or whatever social media platform that you love best. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. You can find me there by searching Calvin Wayman.
0: Buddy, that's huge. I appreciate that gift. That, that is awesome. Like I said, you know, the audience here is all marketers. So most of it's going to be online and they're definitely going to need to learn about social media because that's the way to go. And I've heard you talk about on uh, some other podcasts I listen to, you know, it's that personal connection. Um, yes. You know, people go in it with an attitude as a way to market, but you definitely need to connect with people first. And it sounds like your company shows people and it's going to definitely set everyone apart and put them in the top 3%.
1: That's what we want to do.
0: That's That's awesome. That is so good. Okay, one last question here for you, bud. Hit me. What is the best piece of advice or message that you want to give to the Marketers Mindset family? (sighs)
1: I have three that are going in my head. I want to see which one I'd want to stick with.
0: Hey, I share three. I'm sure they're gonna be awesome.
1: Okay, two of them are what we talked about, and I want to emphasize them. First one is to be extraordinary, do extra of the ordinary. That's how anybody that you've seen that you look to that like that's why they' that's why they're where they are. There's nothing magical. there's no there's no sacred wand. Become extraordinary by doing extra of the ordinary. And the last thing I talked about um, that we just touched on for a little bit is realize that done is better than perfect. And the thing side to that is to keep it – to make it memorable, I'll tell you what <laughs> one of my mentors taught me. And he's like, if you really want to be successful, you need to fuck more. I was like, what, <laughs> what did you say? It's like, you need to fuck more. I was like, what? Do, what does that mean? He's like, fuck stands for. Focus on completion. So that's tied to the done is better than perfect. Focus on completion, yes. not perfection. If you do that, then you're going to make progress. Progress requires action. Progress requires forward motion. Action, any action, is better than inaction. Okay? So have that forward motion. And then this, this, the last thing that I think puts us all together is this. Successful people – we've talked about decisions, Right. Right. And part of when we we know that we need to make a decision, the thing that still holds us back is we worry if we're going to make the right one. And we worry that after we go down one path, if we'll be able to turn around, and what if we make the wrong one? What if we don't do the right thing? And this is what I've learned. Successful people don't worry if they made the right decision or not. Instead, they make a decision, and then they make it right. Okay. So make a decision, then make it right. It's not the point of decision that makes it good or bad. That's, we, we get it backwards. I got it backwards forever. And when I learned that you can just decide and then take action and it's what you do after the decision is made, that's where the magic happens. Then a ton of things open up. So if you focus on completion, by taking action and know that you don't need to make the right decision. Like, um, any decision is better than indecision and any action is better than inaction. You couple that together with doing extra of the ordinary. Let me just tell you, you listen to this. I'm speaking directly to you. You will be freaking unstoppable. And I mean it.
0: There you go, guys. Listen to this. I want you to go back, re-listen to this podcast over and over. Um, Something that I like to do when I hear good stories and valuable messages is I go back and I listen to them again because I obviously miss something the first time. And the more I hear it over and over, the more it resonates, the more it becomes ingrained in you. But Calvin has shared such great knowledge here with you. And guys, this guy's out here doing it. He's just not up there speaking and giving presentations on this stuff. He's out in the trenches. He has a social media company. He's working on these things daily. And he shared what he's doing to propel himself and to become successful and why he's created this, this huge mass of just awesomeness in what? 24 months or so, Calvin.
1: Yeah. It's been been about 20 months since I quit my day job.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. So guys reach out. I encourage you to, to research him. There's um, some great videos and podcasts that he's done with other individuals. I encourage you to listen to them. Uh, Take advantage of his social media makeover. It's truly, I mean, guys, that's such value. Please take advantage of it. I'll go ahead and link that up into the show notes social
1: for you guys. org.
0: Yes, and we'll have that in, in the show notes. And then lastly, I'm about a quarter of the way done with Fish Out of Water. I love it so far. And, guys, what we talked about here, Calvin talks about in his book, too. I encourage you highly to get it. Go to Amazon.com. You can get it there and go through it because it's the same thing. He breaks things down simply. He talks about how he's taking action and what you need to do to be successful. So, Calvin, I appreciate you, bud. This has been awesome. Thanks for your time.
1: I haven't been this fired up on an interview for a long time, so thanks for pulling it out.
0: Uh Oh, definitely. All right, take care, bud.
1: All right, see ya.
0: Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really and truly appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about developing a strong, successful mindset, then go ahead and subscribe by clicking the I'm in button below this podcast. Each week, I try to deliver great content that you can learn and apply immediately to help develop a better mindset so you can build a great online business and hopefully a better life. So if you like what we're trying to do here at The Marketer's Mindset, then help us spread the message and give us a rating and review on iTunes so we can help more online marketers. Lastly, I want to hear from you. So if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or an online marketer that you would like us to interview, then send me an email to brian at marketersmindset.com Thanks again. I love you guys. And until next week, take care, and I wish you a brilliant life.